Hello again, Sydney. I'm Li Lin-Chin. Remember, the train line between Epping and Chatswood is now closed, so it can be upgraded for the Sydney Metro Northwest. In the meantime, there's Station Link, a high-frequency bus service that takes you from station to station on seven different routes. I know it's a big change, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. Plan your trip. Visit transportnsw.info. Authorised by the New South Wales Government, Sydney. And this is a special one. This is a special one, punters and dribblers. We are in our new studios <laughs> of sorts. Of, of sorts. It's a, it's, a, it's a studio of sorts. We aren't in it, uh, the usual studio we do it at, but we are, in fact, in my living room, sprawled across couches. Sprawled across couches. Thomas. Couldn't be more comfortable. This is one of those ones where it's like we're kicking back. We've got an ice cold. Yeah, we're, and we don't usually do ice cold. No, well, we've done, we've tried that at our Christmas party of <laughs> we 2016. We did at the Christmas party of 2016. <laughs> the Christmas party podcast. Uh, to much fanfare. To much fanfare. It didn't work out super well for the podcast. Kind of no. lost our way. Like, yeah, got we'll a little dri- well, did more dribbling than, than was even required. you and I are used to. For, even by our standards, it was too much. <laughs> too much. So, so we're, we're not going to be, uh, you know, indulging as, as as heavily in the booze. But we are going to be comfortable. Exactly. Well, this, it's a comfy change of pace. We're not standing. We're sitting in very nice, comfy couches. Beautiful, comfortable couches. Uh, and I believe we've settled on Wembley. Well, it's the name of the apartment building, so it's the I'd name like of the it. studios. I, think I don't good. mind it. Never been there. Never been there. Probably but won't. But Probably won't, but it's it's got... You know, it's steeped in history, it's steeped sporting in history, absolutely sporting, uh, rich sporting history, um, synonymous with greatness, with greatness. Uh, and when you top Perfect the heap, hit. I think that you know, obviously, greatness gravitates towards you. So I think Wembley makes sense. Greatness recognizes greatness. That's what you're, you're absolutely right. I think that's what you're trying to say. Well, and I'm that's... picking up what you're putting down. I agree with you. So punters, dribblers, the quality may be a little less. Than your ears are used to, but I think you'll get but, used to but it. But the dribble's going to be better. But it's like anything, Eddie. If the if the if the content is good, which it which is out without question, obviously. Well, it's beyond dispute. It's beyond dispute. Then the quality of the audio is, you know, much of a muchness. I'd say. <laughs> Um, yeah, much of a muchness. Yeah, much of a muchness. Much yeah. of a muchness. And I think with, I think it's safe to say. That they've all got pretty good hearing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. look, I, I know a, a lot of our senior listeners just turn up your hearing aids. Yeah, just turn it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Or just turn down the volume. I mean, wait, struggling to hear or we're too loud? Are we coming in too hot? Yeah. Well, one or the other. We're not whatever, sure. Whatever, whatever it is, <laughs> make adjustments. <laughs> make adjustments. Whatever the problem may be, you fix it. <laughs> yeah. you fix we're it. not fixing it. Sprawled across a couch, sucking on a beer. Exactly. Like, we're <laughs> we're dribbling. We're not we're not here, bloody. We're not audio technicians. We're not we're not fixers. We're dribblers. No, and quite clearly, we have dribbled for the first five minutes of this podcast. But that's all right. Tom. It is. We need to hey, get up our chest. Can I tell you why as well, Eddie? Because I don't know if anyone else listening here or anywhere around the world mm. 
I don't know if they're across it, but we are... This is my Christmas Eve. Let's just put it that way. Uh, our Christmas Eve. This is our Christmas Eve. This is the nation's Christmas Eve. Absolutely the, it is. The, the benefit to this is is that Christmas goes for a couple of months. Uh, it goes for a potentially 25 days. Yeah. 25 days. But I'm just talking about spread out. Yeah, you know, of course. The yarn. Course. The yarn. The, the, the narrative. The time. narrative. So we've got... Uh, so obviously... If you've been living under a rock... Metaphorical or otherwise. Uh, and in this case, if you're not aware of what we're talking about, you you must shut off now. Shut off now. Because you are a disgrace to the nation. To your parents. T- to yourself. You're a disgrace. We're talking about Ashes Cricket. We're talking Ashes Cricket. Starts on Thursday. I have just been... In the last seven days since I saw you, Tom, have just been de- developing the most intense throb on yeah. for for... What I consider to be the pinnacle of any sporting event anywhere in the galaxy. Yes, in the galaxy. And just for any punter and dribbler trying to create the mental vi- vi- image of, of Eddie's throb, I can tell you he's wearing very loose-fitting shorts on the couch, and it is there for all to see. Uh, <laughs> but let's just start, mate, with the... Selections? The, the team selections that happened since we last spoke. I think uh, I, we, I, I believe we leaked the we, team. <laughs> we leaked a team that was ninety percent right, but if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. we picked all the people that were guaranteed to be picked. Yes, and then the Bank, three sort of Bancroft was. I got sort, Bancroft right. You got that, and but then I think there's also enough. There's also maybe I could. There's enough to maybe cut me some slack because no one understands why Payne or Marsh are selected. Well, I think that's fair to say. I so, think that's you know, absolutely fair to if say. If someone was to go, oh, mate, you, the team you leaked was a bit of a joke, you kind of get... I think I have, have the right as an Australian, as a confused Australian, to go, well, I don't think anyone but the selectors saw that coming. Uh, no one but the selectors saw that coming because... And let's start... Let's just start with Tim Payne. Yep. The bloke has kept... I think, I think the number was three times in the last two years. It's... It, he certainly hasn't been keeping a lot, Eddie. If I was also going to point something out, he's not even first string keeper. That's what I mean. For his state. That's why he hasn't been keeping for the last two years because he's been behind Wade. Yeah. So, I mean, isn't wouldn't Wade be a little shocked? It's like, um, not that Wade should have been picked, but I mean, he, he's got the wood on him at state level and then they pick fucking Payne to come out of veritable obscurity. <laughs> Mate, obscurity, you've nailed it on the head. He hasn't, what, what, he hasn't got a ton, or he's got one ton in like three years. No, dude, I'm pretty sure his last first class or, uh, ton was, uh, was in 2006. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, wrap your head around this one, and this could be wrong, punters and dribblers, but do you think I'm going to fact check? Because if you do, you're off your head. I'm pretty sure that Buff Lehman has a shield ton more recently than Tim Payne. That's right, Buff Lehman. 2007, <laughs> he got a ton. Tim Payne's last one was in 2006. Jesus Christ. Do your own fact-checking. And you know what else has pissed me off about this Tim Payne selection? Obviously, it's just, it, at least to me, seems ludicrous in the extreme. It's, an, it's a tremendous punt uh, on the biggest stage there is where it just doesn't seem like taking that sort of punt is, is the right course is of action. Is this the time to be doing like, that? Like, is he going to provide us such... Exemplary an, glovemanship. Yeah, but is he gonna is he gonna give us the an immense edge that I don't know about? Do you know what I mean? Apparently, like is his only... keeping is his keeping biblically better than say Peter Nevels? I wouldn't have thought so. Now, look, I would never pretend to be 
you know, Australia's foremost uh, mind when it comes to glovemanship, Eddie. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't pretend to be that. But I wouldn't have thought the gulf in glovemanship between Nev and Payne mm. was so great yeah. that you're going to pick Payne. So profound. So profound. Profound disparity in glovemanship, yeah, I yeah. think we could call it. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think that there is that profound a disparity in glovemanship and if between was, Payne and Neville. And if there was... And if there was, I'd like the selectors to come out and explain that instead of just picking some bloke who's kept three times in two years and just like everyone's going to be comfortable. Like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we just picked him. Oh, of course. Uh, excuse me, selectors. I feel like you owe it to the country to maybe just you give us to the an nation. explanation. Could you not just give us a little bit of information? Is there something I'm missing? You know what I mean? Is there any gloveman out there that we can get on the blower and, and just... And just get us to explain maybe the nuances of glovemanship that maybe I'm missing. That that maybe that maybe Payne's got sorted. You know, that, what you I know mean? above all else. What else has he got? Like, because I mean, Neville. I don't know if Neville is a better batter, but he's certainly done more batting of late. No, I, I think no, Neville's Neville's. I think Neville's a better batter than than Payne. Payne, I'd, I think Payne's I think, not known for his batting. I think he, his first class average is poor. Ah, uh, and I'm gonna get it up. Please get it up. But I look again back to what we've said before. It just seems like the most bizarre decision one could make, coming up to obviously the most important Ashes his, uh, series in history. Now you say the most bizarre decision, but I might actually also have a trump to that. Now I mean maybe some people don't think so, but I would tend to think that at thirty-four years of age and with not that many good performances under so his first his first class average Tim Payne just to cut no you no off, absolutely his first class average is twenty nine point one two and that's what we're going to go off because well, he's that's played ninety one first class matches he's only played four tests of which his average is thirty five but his first class record is one hundred. 2650s. Okay, so, so he's got conversion a rate. What I like. That's what I like conversion rate. But 2912 in first class cricket is mediocre. So the best he's ever got is 100. His best score ever is 215. Oh, okay. So he got a double and that was it. He's never got. He's only had a double and no tons. No. Nah. Oh Jesus! So he's that's almost that's worse than Watto. Yeah. Not like that's that's Watto's that that is worse than Shane Watson. Obviously Shane doesn't wield the gloves but that's pretty poor why don't we bring back Manu did anyone not think of that yeah where's Graham Manu where's Graham where's the great Manu I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna pull out all the stops if we're gonna throw a curveball well, if, you're pre- if you're prepared to just bring people out of obscurity obscurity then I think Manu's your man I would love to see Manu back I don't know where he is I think maybe he's laying brick now uh, look, I'm, I'm. Last I heard, Tommy was he was laying brick I think and a bit of tile, a bit of a bit of brick and tile, bit of brick and tile. Manu's yeah. brick and tile. Yeah, I Manu's think brick and tile out in Canberra. Yeah, I yeah think. but nah, yeah, or based out of Cogra, maybe. Oh, but, is it Cogra? Yeah, maybe yeah. he's got a bit of a. Maybe he's he's got a, a bit in Canberra and in Cogra, two real hotbeds for brick and tile. Well, huge hotbeds for brick and tile. <laughs> I mean, the brick and tile down in those areas is just just blossoming. It's booming, booming, it's booming. Beautiful time to be in brick. Yeah, absolutely, and tile. And tile. Manu's brick and tile. Um, <laughs> uh, free plug, Manu, but look, we'd love for you to come on the podcast and maybe just tell us a little bit about glovemanship. Well, if you're going to go to anyone to explain such a bizarre decision, I think Manu's your man. Yeah. 
But let's not let's not you know get bogged down in what is again a bizarre decision, but another bizarre decision. Yeah, that so you wanted to touch. Yeah, on. well, I mean, I think everyone wants to touch on it. But Swamp Junior, Sean Marsh, <laughs> yeah. recalled for the eighth time. Uh, would that make it his ninth time yes. playing for Australia? Yeah, like being, so he's, he's like, been recalled yeah, eight, eight times. times. So he's like a fucking cat. He's had nine lives. This is his ninth life. What I'm confused about is why why yeah oh, I'm <laughs> like, sorry. i feel like i feel like eight times is enough ludicrous it's like this is he's our mitch pierce he's the mitch pierce of the cricketing world yes he is we'll touch on mitch later we will get to mitch don't worry about that we're not not getting to mitch but eight times bro i mean jesus christ and how many people how many times i read oh he's just his his technique's sublime and he's the he boys plays so well, well in first class and he's unbelievable for Western Australia and the boys get around him and all this shit. And I'm like, but mate Does he get run? He doesn't fucking stand up when the chips are down and the boys need him. The only numbers you should really care about are runs. As a batter, let's see what his runs. test let's see what his test average is. Now he's played a le- he would have played a lot of tests, haven't been recalled bloody eight times. I wonder if he has though. Is that a is that a record? Would that be a record? It'd be close. It'd have to be bloody close. It'd be close. Now Swamp Junior, not to be confused with Swampy or Swampy Junior Junior, uh he has got a test average of 36. From 23 tests. See, he hasn't played that many tests either. I wonder what the longest four, stretch in a row is. Considering four, been, do you know what I mean? Have you been dropped and recalled eight times? Couldn't be more played? than two or three. <laughs> he couldn't have knocked well, up. Because eight, eight times two is 16. So maybe there's a two, or maybe a couple of threes in there. Or maybe. Four. Or do they just bring him in and drop him back out again? He scored 182. Was that in Sri Lanka? Hey, I think he likes a subcontinent knock. I think he does like a subcontinent knock. Haven't seen him do a lot of good work, especially on a spicy deck. I reckon he might he might get found out. Yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit perplexing. Um, now he's, he he didn't mind it. He doesn't mind it. Maybe a subcontinent knock, but he hasn't really. He's never stood up for the country, really. Well, I don't remember him standing up for the nation in the nation. I just think that there. Does that are, make sense? Yeah, I also think that when you talk about someone who's been recalled after never doing anything. I think there could have been a realistic argument made for Cameron Bancroft, who's also played down the, the order, batting at six, and actually giving Renshaw a crack. I've got no issue with Ren, uh, with Bancroft being picked and Renshaw being dropped based on the legitimate swap of those two players. Yes. But if you're picking fucking Sean Marsh in the as, side... As, and and you, what, you, you're trying to tell me he's the sixth best batter in, in the, the country? country? Or the person when, when we have our... Uh, characteristic uh, middle order bed shit, and you've got oh okay great. So mate, you best believe there'll be a bed shit or two. There there'll will, be one hundred percent. Once a test, and there will literally be. So once there's a bed shit, we then have oh okay. So what? Uh, Kawaja Smith Hanscom all shit themselves. Oh well, don't worry. We've got Marsh and Payne to come in. Yeah, mate. It, once you the get tails rid- like fucking eight batters long. Once you get rid of once you get rid of four. And then say you've got one bloke batting with Swamp and then, you you're know. You're fucked. That's then, when like, you're done. Fucked. You're into lose, the tail at that yeah, point. Yeah, we're into the tail. If we lose four wickets, we're in desperate fucking trouble. And that's what make, that's what's making me most nervous about it. Like, everyone keeps saying that Australia's going to be too dominant, too good, going to be 5-0, 
Pompsy got no hope. But I just, my memory's not as short as everyone else seems to be. I know that we are prone to a collapse. Yes, absolutely. We are fucking prone we to love collapses. It. And when I say collapse, like we can collapse. Yes. 20, 30 runs, we can lose basically all the batters. And then, like in a lot of chan- a lot of cases, the tails had to save us. Remember yeah, that? you have Stark come in. Stark's got a better average than the fucking the top five batters in our side. Mm-hmm. Obviously, on the top five, but I reckon he'd have a. I reckon Stark would have a bet. Can we check Stark's average? Can you just check Mitchell Stark's test average? And I'd just like to cross check it with Swamp Juniors. We'll say Swamp Juniors is thirty six. Okay, and I'm not going to be mean to Tim Payne because we know he's only played four tests, so we obviously won't compare Swamps. Uh, where Starks with, yeah, but I'd be interested to know what Stark and Sean Marsh's averages how they compare. So Stark averages twenty four. Now that would also be considering he's not a batsman, and uh, and I've in he has a fucking he has a test ton. He doesn't get to bat every match. No, he doesn't have a test ton. Really, top score ninety nine. No way. Yeah. Well, okay. He doesn't, but he's got a 99 in him, and he's not a fucking batter. And he's got nine fifties, and he's not a batter. Exactly. How many 50s does Marsh have? No, let's not get into this. But, I mean, what we're saying is punters, dribblers, the world over. <laughs> this is a bullshit selection. There are two bullshit selections. No one understands it. Warney literally was fucking furious. Yeah, and so he should be. Well, absolutely. How Warney's not picking the sides beyond me. The man knows more about cricket than anyone on the planet. Literally anyone, and an Australian cricket, anyone that's ever lived. So why anyone that's it? ever lived. He's got the best cricketing brain of any man to have ever lived. So why is it that he's out there in the cold with his blonde tips and brown beard looking like, you know, a young, a younger Hulk Hogan? Yeah, shorter hair. Yeah, yeah, it does. Why isn't he selecting the side, or Honestly, at least having an input? He should, mate. How you don't get him on the blower, the the, the smartest cricketer to ever to, have to ever ever lived. lived on the blower to ask him about selections, just it's, to get a thought. It just, it just seems ludicrous to me. And it'll be good. It'll be very interesting, punters, dribblers, just to just to hear the, the great man's inner thoughts when he's in the commentary box. Well, it will be nice. It will be nice because he'll be all over it. He'll be all over it. Uh, um, but. So we, we we arrive at the Gabba on Thursday, Tom, and I just well wanted tomorrow to... because punters are listening to this on a Wednesday. So punters tomorrow this for you. is this is fucking Christmas Eve. So it's it's literally an Ashes Eve podcast for you for you punters, and of course the dribblers. But there's this, there were some stats I wanted to throw at you. Please Tom, do, uh, and it was in regards to the Gabba. So currently Australia has the longest active uh, undefeated streak. In world cricket at the Gabba at one ground. I saw that. So 1988? Yeah, 1988. 28 tests undefeated. That's badass. Which is second on the all time list. To who? Yeah, was it bloody New Zealand at fucking. Uh, sorry, I was going to go to Tim Payne, the loser. Hey, Payne, we'd love to be proven wrong. Same with you, Swamp Junior, Total Recall, Cat with Nine Lives. We'd love for both of you to prove us wrong. Uh, and, you know, but. Right now, it's hard for us to get behind. So we've played eight tests. Oh, hang on. So the record belongs to Pakistan, who went 34 matches. But Is this I just in cricket? I'm that's assuming. just in No, it's just in test cricket. Yeah, so we've right. gone 28, they've gone 34. But basically, if we can get off on the right foot at the Gabba, we, we're almost impossible to catch. 
We don't lose from that point. Yeah, okay. Statistically. But, yeah, statistically. But statistically, New South Wales should have won the Origin. So, I mean, I'm never believing in statistics. And also, statistically, Swamp Jr. is not a good bat-up, but he's playing for Australia. So, But I tell you what, mate. I am absolutely stinging. Uh, Nathan Lyon, who I know you've got some yarns on. Yes. He, he's got 26 wickets in six tests, six previous tests at the ground. So, the, he loves that ground. Yeah, mate, he fucking lives for it. He lives for it. Uh, and I like to see a little bit of lip out of our boys. I know you and I were saying a couple of weeks ago that well, we, we needed, called for it. We called for more lip. We demanded more lip out we, of our we boys. We got in touch with the uh, the powers that be for everything. The everything team. was very PC. It was very G rated. It was very you know above board bullshit. Yeah, it was very G. It, it was, was very G rated. Gross. I think people forget what's at stake here. The ashes. Yes. The ashes, Tom. Well, look. So now, speaking of lip, switch on. I've got some. I've got some. Some pretty gold lip from our man Nathan Lyon. See, we called for it, and once again, the gentleman delivered. He delivered. De- Nathan's delivered. So uh, he's. Uh, where is it? I'm just trying to get the. It, Nathan Lyon's fan. Fan the flames in the final days before the Gabba Test, beginning Thursday tomorrow. Saying some English players remain scarred from the 2013-14 Ashes. Uh, Whitewash, which I think is that ain't sledging. He is, he hasn't started sledging yet. That's a they do still no, no, remain no, scarred. No, 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 no. That's 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 a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. That's um, like saying the sun I'm pretty rises. sure Graham Swan went home. Yeah, so you know what I mean. Uh, let's just hear what Lyon said. And uh, you know what's good about this, Eddie, is that Lyon told this to the English media. So this is how little he respects England, which I love. Could we end some careers? I hope so. I know Joe Root got dropped the last time he was here, so it would be good to get him dropped again. If we can start by opening up that crack, it's pretty crucial. (laughs) There's a lot of scars for the English guys, especially coming over here, especially when we have two guys bowling 150 kilometers an hour and not just one now. So he's basically saying, we only had one in Mitchell Johnson last time. Yeah, now we've got Stark and Cummins. Now we got two. So look out. Uh He's come under fire for saying Matt Pryor wanted to fly home during the 2013-14 whitewash. Of course, he wanted to he fly, did want home. To fly home. That's not bullshit. That's Leading true. into Perth, we knew that they were scared. We knew Matt Pryor wanted to fly home before the game, and he was one of the senior players. He was scared. It's four years ago. I think he's all right now. Oh, you little bitch, Nathan. <laughs> You little bitch. Pry was not happy. He's like, oh, well, mate, we'll get to Pry's response in a second. If that was the case, uh, so then, yeah, Pry's Pry's shit the bed basically. Pry can't cop it, right? Of course he can't. He's a pom. So let me just get to Pry's uh, basic insta response because that's oh, how people fucking do it these days. God, go ahead and front the media, you sad. Yeah, bastard. exactly. Why don't you hit up Nath directly? Hit him up directly, man. Come mate. on, I dare you. All right, so so this is this is what Matt Pryor has said. Last time someone, or he's tweeted it. Last time someone spouted a whole load of BS about me. BS. Can you just say bullshit? If you're trying to be tough, Matt Pryor, yeah, yeah. use some dirty language. Use some would you? Dirt. you get a get a bit grubby. It's Ashes cricket. You're getting broken fucking arms. All that stuff. Let's let's not use BS. Anyway, let, I digress. Last time someone spouted a whole load of BS about me, I stayed quiet. Not this time. Uh, to be clear, I may have been playing badly. No, not that. That wasn't in question. You were playing horribly. You were. You were. You were disgraceful. You were playing terribly. To be clear, I may have been playing badly. Fair enough. But there was no way I was getting on a plane home. You've embarrassed yourself, Nathan Lyon. And this game has a funny way of biting back. 
Well, you embarrassed How, yourself and you, you got dropped. You embarrassed it yourself. It was five nil. You embarrassed yourself. You lost five nil. You were all absolutely shitting yourselves. Like they were, they were so rattled by it, that third test. It was, it was hilarious. If, but it was a famous series. Now it's a famous series. And tell me, riddle me this, riddle me this, Matt Pryor. If you weren't shitting yourselves, why did you get comprehensively spanked near to death? Near to death. You lost by an innings. In was, Sydney. It was 5-0. They lost by an innings in Sydney. It was over in two and a half days. <laughs> that was so bad. You know what I mean? That was like, so bad. And you're bad. telling me you weren't shitting yourself? You Fucking were shitting yourself. Out, Come on. Leave it out. He hasn't finished. I sincerely hope... This is his second tweet. He obviously couldn't fit all his thoughts into one tweet. I sincerely hope you're not part of a losing cricket Oz team on home soil. Well, I think you probably are. Uh... I still remember, as if he doesn't, as if you don't hope that. You're an English cricketer. I hope you're not a part of a losing... Oh, thank you. Well, that's nice, Matt. But Thank I, you for those kind words. I think you're lying. Uh, I still remember being sat on the outfield at the SCG winning 3-1 while your press and fans were tearing into the Australian players. You want to end careers? Just make sure it's not yours that ends. Well, yeah, but he did end your career. He was part of a series that did end your career. Yeah. So... Shut up. Shut up. You Literally, your career ended after that moment because you were so abysmal. The whole team was abysmal. But also like... The only know, one that was half good was Stokes, from memory. Stokes had a crack. Cook. Cook was good, wasn't he? Remember Cook? No. No, I'm, that was a joke, Eddie. Oh, okay. I was like, no, that's <laughs> not correct. <laughs> no. uh, I believe Nathan, uh, <laughs> Ryan Harris, the lion-hearted Ryan do, Harris. Don't you remember him getting the Jaffa to end all Jaffas? Yes. Second innings, Perth. The lion-hearted Ryan Harris. Punters, dribblers, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and look it up right now. Type in Ryan Harris Jaffa. I believe you type in the lion-hearted Ryan Harris Jaffa. Of course. Of course. That's my fault. No, that's okay. But... Look, it's 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 just good to see the boys showing a bit more venom, getting up and at them. And I love that Gary's come out and just gone, fuck it. I'm going to rip into them. Yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? Apparently, all they've been watching, the, the bowling unit, is just footage of Mitchell ripping in. Well, that's enough to get any man hard. They're just And they've just been sitting there absolutely salivating, foaming at the mouth. There you go. There you go. Something to look up to. Now, before we wrap up cricket, because it's been a comprehensive breakdown pre-Ashes comprehensive, Eddie. Uh, uh, would you expect anything less? No. We have had a little injury scare. Davey Warner's hurt his neck. But I would like to remind listeners that David, uh, I think it takes a little bit more for Davey to uh, to to bail on an Ashes series. Mate, he would, he'd play with a broken neck. He'd play I think with he a would. Neck. I think he would. And I think every Australian would. Uh, and I think that that maybe draws to a close our Ashes coverage. It's Ashes Eve. It's Ashes Eve. Uh, prediction, Tom? Uh, prediction, Australia 5-0. Uh, I'm going to say Australia 5-0. I think we win... Comfortably. I think we win comfortably. I think we win the first Gabba test by... Maybe, what, an innings and a half? Two days? Uh, I hope it goes... I hope they all go five I'm going I just can't to, see it. I'm going to say... I think we win the toss because Smudge 
doesn't lose tosses. Loves loves an Aussie toss. Uh, and who I've, doesn't love an Aussie toss? Who doesn't love an Aussie toss? Nice humid morning, nothing, ten ten thirty. There's nothing wrong with with having a, a, an a Aussie nice, toss. beautiful morning Aussie toss. Well, mate, if I tell you what, if you aren't having a good old fashioned Aussie toss Thursday morning, then are you an Australian? Look at yourself. Have a have a very long hard look at yourself. I feel you like you know what, if you really wanted to consider yourself Australian, do something for your nation. I'd load up. Mitchell Johnson's 2013-14 Ashes wickets from go to woe, every single one of them, yeah. and have a good old-fashioned Aussie toss. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes complete sense because it's 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 there's nothing that you could watch that's going to get you more jacked, more hyped, more throbbing no. than that footage Yeah, because it's electric. It was only four years ago. And I think it's going to happen again because our bowling unit, Tom, our bowling unit, and let's just touch wood that the boys stay fit for all five tests, touch wood. Is, is insurmountable in my opinion. Yes. I think it's insurmountable. They are well, Nathan, mother. Nathan said fuckers. it. We've got a couple that are bowling 150. We've got two of them boys. And then you've just got, and then you've just got the pitch two point oh. Then you've got pitch two point oh. The country boy just putting them on silver echidnas, liar, like just holding down an end like you, like you wouldn't believe. Oh, excuse me, country boy, could you just could you just tie up an end for us? Do you mind just drying that end up? Can you just do you mind just bowling fifteen straight maidens? Yeah, thanks, mate. Look, you're used to bloody dealing with harsh, dry environments as a country boy that maybe is drought stricken still you're used to that drying up an end yeah he knows he knows about drying things up do we is he the drought yeah the drought (laughs) love that josh the drought hazelwood all right rugby league it's so rugby league god's went to game obviously uh obviously our hearts and our souls are currently with the australian cricket team but there's still there's still a rugby league world cup going there's on. There's still a rugby league world cup going on. There's and- still the the, <laughs> the never ending machinations that that you know that absolutely like envelop the game twenty four seven. You would not know it's the rugby league off season. Well, it's the it's the rugby league off season. It yeah, it is. But that but that's that's what it is. The rugby league off season is a soap drama like no other. Like no other. It's, it should win a Logie. It should win a Logie. How they haven't? How they haven't put it up is beyond me. Yeah, I know. It's it's surprising. They should just. You know what they should do? They should just wrap it up once a week. There should be a this week in rugby league and actually make a show. And I, if it doesn't win a Logie, if I don't see it up uh, there, Tom Gold Logie. Get that Logie. silver shit. No, that's true. Get that silver we shit. Aren't about I'm talking that. gold Logies, baby. They deserve it. Nothing less. Now. Uh, biggest story, and there's a couple of things I'd actually like to touch on in rugby league, but biggest story, Mitch Pearce being officially released by the Roosters. Yep, it's official. It's official. He's gone. There are a couple of, like, Manly's let go of Blake Green. Yep. Well, it's, like, literally two hours later. Yeah, and they tried, they did say, Lyle Gorman, who's our new CEO, what up, Lyle? Welcome to the fam. What up, girl? Um, he did say that it was just a coincidence. Don't lie to us that early, Lyle. Like, I mean, you only just got the job. I don't know whether you need to lie to the... Yeah, but it's part of the... It's part of, it's the, part of the gig, Lyle, so don't worry. Hey, welcome to the, the fam. Gig. Welcome to the fam. What up? Uh, but so Lyle said it has absolutely nothing to do. They're completely coincidental. And you're right, Eddie. I choose to believe Lyle in this situation. Well, he's a man of integrity. He's given us no reason to doubt him. He's a man of integrity. He's a man of integrity. 
He's CEO. Got, he's CEO. He's got Baz to re-sign. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't which think they're no, Which is no small coup either. No, no, absolutely Because he was, he, was, uh, he was attracting a lot of attention, a lot of stares. Well, a man that good looking. Well, when you're a 10, Tom. You're going to get a lot of people flashing when cash When at you're you. a 10, you, that, you get a bit, you get a bit, that, you bit get of that, that cash attention. flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? So... Why can't we live forever? Would you really want to? Can You Tell Me Why is a podcast series by the University of Wollongong that finds surprising answers to difficult questions. We tap into the bright minds of UOW experts and take a hard look at the big issues around drugs, crime, robots, immortality and much more. All eight episodes of Series 1 are available now. Can You Tell Me Why? A podcast by the University of Wollongong. Mitchell's been linked to Manly, but I've also heard that he's the Johns brothers, those Newcastle boys, yeah, Joey and the like. Yeah, yeah I know those boys. Heavily, heavily uh, camp, like recruiting Mitch, calling him up, telling him all the things he can do. I don't know exactly. I don't know. I don't know what you do to sell Newcastle. Well, I the think, team. I think if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna, you're certainly sell, never gonna win a premiership. I'm, I'm just trying to be Joey. Yeah. I'm just trying to be Joey. Uh, if you go to Newcastle, it'll be your team. Manly's, Manly's, it's DCE's team, really. Yes. Uh, it, it'll be your team. And I think that it would be, it would be something you haven't done before. Taken a team from nowhere, from obscurity, from the, the doldrums. Yes. And potentially take them and make them great. Like the Johns boys would be talking premierships down the track. Yes. Obviously. So that's how you'd sell him. You'd go, if you could turn them around, it'd, it'd do a lot to change your legacy. Now, could I be? Could I play the Trent Barrett in this situation? Of course. That's just what I... No, think. no, absolutely. So then I'm Trent and I come in looking hot as fuck, probably with a shirt off or buttons at least undone. I, I, I think it, it's probably open. Yeah, open. Open shirt, yeah. maybe into a breeze. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about rings, Mitch? <laughs> I'd come with rings all over my fingers. How do you feel about rings? <laughs> Every finger. In rings. Yeah. Now, uh, Mitch. <sighs> We're in the business of rings, mate. Do you, now, do you do you covet rings in your career? Do you see rings in your future? Now, you are only 28. You could have maybe, what, six six more years in the game. Well, you could, you've certainly got at least five good years. Certainly got five, five good, good years. years. Now, would you like a couple of rings in those years? Clearly... I mean, you could have, you certainly were in a box seat for some rings at the Roosters, so it's not like maybe rings are your only governing or guiding light, because rings are almost definitely in the Roosters' fucking next couple of years, and if they're not... And if they're not, then... Someone's shot. Well, there'll be a lot of shooting. Yeah, there'll be a lot of shooting. There'll be a lot of shooting. They've got two years to get a ring, and if they don't... It'll be one of the great bed shits of all yes, time, yes. in my opinion. Yes. So, so Mitch, look, and and so, so, I mean, we all we've our our issues with Mitch over the years, yours and mine specifically, have been well documented to our to our listeners. We're not. I'm not not a fan of Mitchell the man because I don't know him. But, I don't know him. Seems like a lovely bloke. But the footballer with the game on the line needs someone to step up. That Mitch. We're talking about the September footballer. That September The origin Mitch, footballer. That Mitch the, Blue. When the chips are down, what the fuck do we do? That footballer. That Mitch. Because 
Sunday round three. He's he's every bit of footballer. He's You've mentioned the ball. Unbelievable in clubland during the regular season. When Great the club, man. Off, when the pressure's off, but his September his September stuff needs work. His origin stuff, obviously, well documented, needs work. May well, not, I, I would say it doesn't need work. No may, longer yeah, required. Yeah, no longer required. But I will say this. I will say this. When you work under a stud, when you work under an Adonis, an alpha, yeah. a, true, a pure alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, the purest not, of alpha. Not a two. No. Not a two. A ten. A ten. An ex-half, a man that gets it, a yeah. man that himself bleeds blue. Yeah. Okay? Maybe... Maybe he's the man to unlock to unlock September Mitch. September Mitch. Because clearly he's got the talent. The talent's there. It's just about converting that talent yeah. to September. Right now, Mitch is a, a lump of coal. And 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 all like all halves, once pressure is applied, the great halves turn to diamonds. Yeah. The other ones don't. I don't know what they turn into. I'm not that deep into it, into think, the specifics. I think, I think they just they, they just stay cold. They crush. They just crush. They crush, they into, crush. into a fine powder. A fine powder, yeah. right. Mm. So and then become more just like sediment. Yeah, sediment. They yeah, sort of yeah, just yeah. sink to the bottom of a of a, of a murky pond. Of a murky pond. Yes. So we need Mitch to turn into a diamond under some we pressure. Need, we need him to harden under We need pressure. to harden under the pressure. Not necessarily gonna happen, but I will say this. In 2013, when Manly were robbed of the Premiership. Yes, that's correct. Uh, now, the Roosters won it, not because Mitch was leading the team, but because he was playing with another good half in James Maloney, and yep. he had some class forwards, Sonny Bill Williams, Boyd Cordner, around him, Minicello at fullback. So if he were to come to the Manly Seagulls, those mighty men in Maroon that bleed Maroon and white and wear eagles on their chest, yeah. those guys with an Alpha 10 coach, if he was yeah. to come into that setup... And a couple of Hall of Famers. A couple of Hall of Famers. So he's got Chez, every bit of diamond, yeah. uh, as the dominant half. Sure. He's got Tom Trebojevic, the white GI, the future of the game at the back. The future of the game. He's got Jake Trebojevic... Uh, Glenn Stewart 2.0. Dare I say, potentially a future na skipper of the nation? Uh, definitely a future skipper of the nation. Future of the club, that's for damn sure. He's the 100%. future of the Manly Seagulls. He's Absolutely. got every bit of long-term stayer in that green and gold. I'm just saying, if Mitch comes into that setup, pressure's off him. Because we know he doesn't handle pressure. comes a little yeah. sedimenty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if the, little murky Little bondy. murky bondy sedimenty. <laughs> we, we, you know, you get it. If he comes to Manly where the pressure's lifted, those diamonds take yeah. the pressure. Yeah, he's surrounded by diamonds. Yeah. Top-notch stuff. Top-notch diamonds. Yeah. He's, a brick among, he's, a, he's a brick amongst diamonds. Yes. But yes. still a brick in yes. a wall. Some walls have diamonds. So, and he needs a wall with diamonds to survive. I think you're absolutely right. It makes a lot of sense. And when you've got someone like Cherry there to sort of to, to take control of the big moment and say, Mitch, I need you here. I need you there. What do you think? Like, you know, it, it obviously bouncing ideas off each other. But, of largely, but largely when the chips are down to chairs we trust. Yes. Obviously. Last with, tackle option, Cherry. Give Cherry the ball. I think that. Keep I it think, as far I away from Mitch. That, I think that. For all our Mitch bashing over the years, which of course was warranted. Yes. If you know anything about the game and you can appreciate it on the level you and I do, completely warranted. Deeply understand deep understanding of the game. But I, I think that I think that at his age, where he's at, 
to go to a club, a great club, a club that deals exclusively, Tom, in rings. And with a roster dripping in diamonds. And a roster dripping in diamonds with a stud with an eight, uh, with an A, with a 10 coach. I mean, I think that's the best possible move you can make because there's a chance if he goes to Newcastle that he buckles. And then he might, he just might drip away, like go a little Jared Mullen. A little Mullo. He might go a little Mullo. A touch of the Mullo. He might get a touch of Mullen. We wouldn't, maybe. Look, it's it's certainly possible. Have we heard someone over? Look who's here. Hello, who's here? Stephanie. Who's here? Look who's walked in. Oh, hello. How are you? Hello, darling. You're looking lovely. Stephanie's joined us. You're looking fabulous. What's going on? Get that win? Stephanie lost touch. Is that how many weeks in a row without a win? So that's that's a she's the, the Newcastle Knights of your touch competition. <laughs> Any wins this season? Yeah, we've had we've had wins. How many? Wins plural or wins one? Eight wins. Plural. Well, I don't know. Okay. You're not confident. I'm not no, getting the confident. Look, I'm, I'm So there's a forfeit in there as well. The D and F. Uh, <laughs> I'm get, we're getting a real picture of. Uh, yeah, it feels a little at. DMC. Mm, mm. Yeah, big time. Um, oh yeah, Steffi was on the radio tonight. I heard that with who? A tri- some Triple M show. She called up to talk about her really bad sunburn. Did you actually? Did you ask it to? No, I was in the cab and she sent me a text going, I'm going to be on Triple M. And so I go, oh, mate, can you put the Triple M on? It's like, well, now with Stephanie, uh, you got a bad sunburn. She's like, it's, she was so, like, she just loves to chat so much, you know what I mean? That she's in the car by herself and she's like, fuck. She called me and I'm like, look, I can't talk. I'm carrying a case of beer. I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and then I get a text message from her going, get a text message from her and she's like I'm going to be on the radio in a second I'm in the back of the cab I'm like you really just needed to chat didn't you and then so the guys are like we've got Stephanie on what was your sunburn she's like oh my god so I had this sunburn right in, in Bali with some girlfriends and they had to put cold yogurt all over my back and the guys are like oh wow really that's crazy and she's like yeah I know right like anything to help and I'm like you are the weirdest <laughs> the weirdest person on the planet you're the strangest person in the world no, I love it. I love it. It's oh good times. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, sorry, punters and dribblers, you can't hear How Stephanie long were you on that. for? Oh, look, it was... Not that long. Did it satisfy your urge? Did it satisfy yeah. your conversational you urge? cleansed after that? Oh, <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'll get a fl- I'll flash log it, and I'll send yeah. it to you. I'll get the audio. God save us. Oh, I have literally never had that inkling, that urge. I've never called a radio station in my life. Never. Ever. She needed a chat. I needed a chat. About that specific story? I tell you what, someone should someone should set up a hotline for for girlfriends of boys who just like you know like when your girlfriend just really wants to chat and you're like, mate, I just would yeah. love nothing more than just if I was to be able to sit down in absolute silence <laughs> yeah. and do nothing for like maybe fifteen minutes. Twenty maybe. Maybe twenty maybe the whole night. If you could just organise a chat line not-for-profit, where you can just let them call up and just chat to someone who's going to be like, oh, my God, you did? What did you eat then? Yeah. What did you have for dinner? Mate, oh you're under something. You're under something. I think I'm under something. Now you just need to figure out how to commercialise it and you can make some money. 
Well, we could commercialise it, Steffi. That's a fair point. Sorry if everyone's just hearing Steffi in the distance here. We are sitting in my living room. Uh, now, Eddie, we've just got to get back to brass tacks here. Uh, so we're talking Mitchell Pierce. We're talking Manly. He might go there. He could go to Cronulla. Probably not. Whatever. But what I will say is... No, 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 no. But he's, he's, he's definitely on a Manly, though. Well, is you... That, is that... It's it not seems definite. like a... It's not definite. It's not. It's not definite. No, it's not a fait accompli, as they it's say. It's not a fait it's accompli. Not. You've got the Johns brothers gunning for him. But what makes me a little sick, mm. a lot sick, if I can be honest, is that now with Mitch gone from the Roosters books, they've got apparently, and this is all, you know, this is on their, uh, they've got their Melbourne Storm books and they've got their, uh, their ones that they'll show to the NRLs. So they've got their books they've cooked. Yeah. Allegedly, I'm just, you know, I'm assuming these things. <laughs> Mate, they've cooked uh, So now they've apparently got a million dollars to spare on the roster. See, that is complete and, and utter, utter bullshit. bullshit. Now, now, just, now, I'll tell you what's going to make you even more sick is there are rumors going around. Two rumors. One, they're going to bring back Sonny Bill Williams. Two, this one makes me more angry. Well, no. Because there's a rugby World Cup, World Cup as if he's going to do it. Right? No, That's no right. Way. Well, no way. listen to this one, Eddie. Listen to this one. Angus Crichton. <laughs> Ooh. Now he is the best fucking forward in the game, up and coming forward in the game right now. Ooh. He is every bit an alpha. Great chin. He hasn't resigned. With he the hasn't Rabbit, resigned has yet. One of the great chins in rugby league. Well spoken, Eddie. He's a he's a future skip as well. If ever hundred percent, he's a future skip. Could be a twenty eighteen. We've blue. already touched on that New South Wales back back row. Can you imagine uh, having Cordner, Chavoyevic, Crichton? Can you imagine having Crichton, Cordner, Napa, Hargraves, Takiaho, whoever the fuck else they've got in that forward pack, Jake Friend? You bring Crichton in there. He was he had a gun year at South. Imagine having imagine the year he's gonna have with fucking. That would almost that would, all, that would almost be one of the best sides of all time. The best sides fielded by a team. But fielded by a team. No, obviously, you success. Yeah, 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 yeah. Outside of the Manly on paper. decade of dominance. On paper. Yeah, outside of the Manly well, decade you know what, of that, dominance. It'd, up there, it'd be up there with, with 2009, uh, 2008 rather, 2011 sort of stuff. Manly Seagulls work. But how crazy is that Jesus if they get Crichton? Jesus Christ. Yeah. What would, he, he, would, he, would he be getting big money now? Look, they, they wouldn't give him a million in no, like, I mean, way. unless they get, unless no, they did, no, no, he's not but, a win. but he, he, I think he could be, he'd be on at least, he could command at least five hundred, because he's had one good season. You know what I mean? So one good season doesn't necessarily get you dick swinging cash. I think, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, five hundred sounds about right, mate. I tell you what, it's like if you were like Wests. West Tigers, someone like that, you'd just be going, we <laughs> are so fucked next season. How do you get up? How do you get, How do you get out of bed? Season? How do you get out of bed if the Roosters started to stack a, t- a side like that? Say we got Mitch, like we're looking pretty good. We're all right. We're all right. Like Brisbane look pretty good. Melbourne are obviously still going to be sick. Like Sharkies are all right. Sharkies are all right. Then the Titans, they're in disarray. Titans are just the, West are the, suck. the well, most soulless team in the competition, they've well, got no, they've got no like personality. Or no the soul. Titans. They're let's, completely soulless. Look, you know what? Let's not get into the uh, the shortcomings of the Titans because we could be here for another four hours. <laughs> for another four hours. Uh, but just just on the Titans, Hain to the Eels. Yeah, apparently, apparently it's already been. Uh, I wouldn't Buzz, sign him. I'd go. No, neither. Go away. Buzz Rothfield said today. Or he's last bush. Night, he's bush league now. Hayne, at the moment he is, but he is also he did just lead fucking Fiji to win over New Zealand, which we'll touch on quickly in a second. But he 
apparently has already like done a handshake deal. The Titans don't want him. The Titans are like, can we fuck this guy off? He's chewing up sickening amounts of cap space. Yeah, he's on like one tour a year. Isn't yes. He? So he apparently is waiting till next year to tell the Titans that he's going to leave. I heard that. Because yeah. his, November, his contract starts in November. Excuse me. So he will get... He gets ninety grand a month, which also makes me feel sick. But he gets so he'd get ninety grand this month in November, ninety grand in December. It's one hundred and eighty G's. Then he'll bounce and get fucking, you know, peanuts at Parramatta comparatively. But that one hundred and eighty G's that he gets for those first two months will really help supplement the loss of of earnings he's going to have. Because uh, they'll only pay him what five, six. I think it's maybe yeah, like maybe even less. So he'd be getting half overnight. It'd be like four something, I think, maybe. And then with that 180, it bumps it up a touch. And so the Titans don't have to sort of top up his contract because he's contracted to the Titans next year. Yes, like, he is, but no, I don't think so because he doesn't. They, he wants to leave, so they could basically just go, if you want to leave. So the contract's terminated. Yes, it's terminated. We yeah. don't have to, you know, it's not us trying to get rid of you. Yeah, okay. You want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, that aside, uh, and look, we could we can edit this out, but I just wanted to talk about not Andrew Fafita, but A Fafita. David. David. Yes. Now, you're across the situation that David's missus has found herself in. No. So, so David's missus... I don't know. Steph's yelling things out from the other room. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, Steffi knows what Fafita's Misso was doing. If only we had a third mic. How about that? So, uh, I don't know what her name was. We'll just call her Miss, Mrs. Fafita. Yeah. She has been sentenced to eight months in jail for, for defrauding Centrelink. Haven't we all been there? Uh, of like 40, 50 Gs because she was trying to keep up with the wags. Oh... Yeah. You're kidding. She was pretending to be a single mother and getting single Haven't we talked benefits. about this before? I don't know if we've talked about her. Maybe when she maybe when she was initially charged, but she's been given eight months and might be looking at a home arrest. Jesus now, Christ. Now, now so Dave, she said that's right, she we have talked about this, but now she's been officially sentenced. Yes. So said she was a single mother, obviously married, living with our David. Yes. Defrauded them of 40 jingers, 40 large. 40 large-ish, maybe more. So when you say she wanted to keep up with the other wags, what exactly did that entail? Well, your shoes, getting I'm, the hair done, I'm thinking done, that getting the nails, hair done, handbags. That sort of thing. Nice designer clothes, going out. Like, who does David even play for? Well, he another bloody plot twist. David's over in the English Super League. She's been back here with the three squirts. I don't know how many kids they got. They got some kids. Uh, and now David has been given extended leave from the Wakeford Wildcats or some shit. So he's got to come back, deal with this. Maybe got to leave Super League where he's earning his change because she can't look after kids from prison. 
Oh shit! And he's not—he's not NRL caliber. No, I don't think so. Look, he might be peripheral, but I mean, I think he's—he's. He's, I think he'll he's be earning New a South lot, Wales Cupman, but he'll be earning a lot less. Coming if he—even if he does play NRL, he'll be earning a lot less. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because over be... there he plays Super League. He's—he's he's playing. He's a fan favorite apparently for his barnstorming runs, which he's never produced in the NRL. <laughs> Yeah, but he's up against weak beta men over there. Oh, exactly. That's what I mean. So he can go and earn some coin over there because he's playing against nobodies. Yeah, bend the line. Yeah, bend the line against absolute perns. God save us. So it's not just the blokes getting themselves into hot curry, is it? No, it's not just the, it's not just Andrew. It's it's the bloody the, anyone related to that family. But yeah. also just leaguey, leaguey. No, but leaguey's a general. Wag's gone bad. Yeah, wag's gone now, bad. Now, and look, it brings me back to an old conversation that you and I had a long time ago, but it was, you know, the quality of the player is almost, almost always directly proportionate to the flashiness or lack thereof of the wag. That's absolutely right. Now, you've got a super flashy wag, you're not necessarily going to be a great player, but great players rarely have flashy wags. I'd say David Warner in the Australian cricket team is the only person I could think of. But even then, if you think about Candy, she's a grinder. She's a grind. She's not flashy. She's a bloody iron woman. She's an iron woman, for God's sake. She works. But I tell you, there's one thing worse. I think she's got. There's one thing worse than a flashy wag. Yes. And that is a non-flashy wag that yearns for the flash. She's trying to do anything for the flash. We'll do anything for the flash. And now look at Dave. He's fucking got to come back from the Super League and maybe get paid peanuts to play park footy for Wentworthville while he's trying to get a first grade game with Parramatta. Because his wag had visions of grandeur. You know, oh, I really want that handbag. Jeez, I need that handbag. Jeez, I need that extra burger. I need that extra burger from from, from KFC. No. Grilled, bruh. I want that. I want that flashy oh, wag burger. Oh, that what? Yeah, okay. You want a flashy wagoo burger? burger. <laughs> New Zealand have managed to become the first tier one nation in rugby league world cup history to lose to two tier two teams in a row: Tonga, then Fiji, respectively. Uh, we had a bit of a rugby union score with New Zealand versus Fiji. It was four-two, zero tries scored. Very much reminiscent of uh, rugby union in that. Penalty goals took precedence over tries. You never um, see that. No, you don't Did see you that. Did you watch the game? League. No, I didn't. I looked, I just saw Thank the score. God. No, well, exactly, exactly. I watched on in. Uh, I watched the score in horror. Um, but I, I watched a bit of the Channel Seven coverage of one of the games. It might have been the female World Cup. They score some more right tries in the in the female rugby league game. But they refer to the war dances as cultural exchanges. And I just found it an interesting terminology. It was almost like they were trying to avoid just coming out and calling it a war dance. But now, having had time to reflect upon it, I kind of feel like maybe it's the most appropriate way of uh, uh, characterizing him. Cultural exchange. Mate, don't you just love a cultural exchange? Like, don't you just love an exchange of cultures? <laughs> um. Yeah. It sounds. It sounds like the odd. most. It sounds like the most PC fucking. Uh, like, 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 yes, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, but it sounds odd. It just sounds un- and like an unnecessary terminology when war dancers will do just fine. It'll do just fine. Or if you want to talk about New Zealand, say the Haka. If you want to talk about Fiji, you they have their singing. They have they sing a lovely hymn. 
uh, gets me real goosebumpy. You want to talk about Tonga and Samoa, Sippy Town, Sippy Town? Yeah, it's good shit. Just call it what it is. I tell you what I think is probably the most glorious cultural exchange I've seen uh, of the last week. And I don't know if you saw it or not, but Fabricio Verdum throwing a fucking boomerang at another UFC fighter. I know I'm going a little uh, off topic here. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. So Verdum, I can't believe you missed this, Eddie. God damn it, you got to pay attention. Mate, I usually have my ear to the ground with these things, That's but I missed I thought. it. So there was a UFC fight night in Sydney on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, I saw that, and I saw the, the West Australian... Uh, yeah, Western Sydney. The Western Sydney guy. Bam Bam, uh, Bam Bam Tuivasa. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. flying knee to yeah, the head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just every bit. Uh, future, future UFC heavyweight champ. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Someone get just behind. Just a bit of a larrikin. Oh, you know? big time, big time. Bit of an Aussie larrikin. Oh which yeah. I liked. Loves his, loves his UFC. Used to play for the Roosters as a junior. Now, anyway, I digress quickly. But Vadum attacked Colby Covington, who's a welterweight. Mm. In the street because Covington had been talking all this mad shit about Brazilians and Vadum is a Brazilian. Yeah. So he had a boomerang in a plastic bag and he's fucking hooked it at him and cracked him in the head. Got charged with assault. How did I miss this? I don't know. But that, my friends, that is a cultural Cultural exchange. exchange. (laughs) That is 100% a cultural exchange. Just on war dances. Just on war dances. While we're on them. Uh, obviously, we touched on the train wreck that was the Welcome to Country. Yes. Since come out that apparently Jonathan Thurston, so ashamed with his role, having forgotten a lot of the words, didn't leave the house for two weeks. No way. Yeah. Saw that the Sava. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, though? Like, I, I mean, look, he... He could have come out of the house. I'm not saying he shouldn't have left the house. Not saying you don't go out and mow the lawn. But it was shit. It I'm was not. A... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like, don't worry, Jonathan. It wasn't that bad. It was bad. It was shocking. Yeah. I understand where he's coming from. That was horrible. It was. It was appalling. It's We've refre- touched on it. We don't need to touch. No, we don't it need anymore. to. But it's refreshing to know that it's he re- identified our poor. Yeah, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. It's it's refreshing to know that that someone I respect highly in Jonathan Thurston recognised it enough to to just put himself under house arrest. Yeah, he punished himself. Yeah, but just fix it. Yeah, do it. Do it better. Dance. Dance for me, baby. Can you dance for Just me. Just dance for I wanna me. I want to see you move. I want to see some dude do some spears. I want to see spears. See boys getting, you know. Getting I want to see. I want to see some boys getting down. Body for, paint for their culture, for their heritage, for their people. Body That's what paint. I see. Boomerangs, uh, spears, all of it, all the whole night, the whole fucking thing. That's what I want to see for the final. If we can work it can in, we, can we work it in for the final? If we take on Tonga, they're going to be thrown out. They're real. They're going to be thrown out some cultural exchanges. And if we don't have an exchange to exchange with them, well, I look. I, I, I I'm not sure what I want more. Do I want to see a Pacific nation in the final because it's great for the game, phenomenal for the game, or do I want to just put a hundred on the palms? I feel like I probably want to put a hundred on the palms. Time to hand out beers of the light and the heavy full strength persuasion uh we're handing out beers we we hand them out every now and then as you know uh don't have to we no we don't have to tom we don't have to obviously we we hand out lights and we hand out god's nectar vb angel piss angel piss uh we're gonna start with the vb starting with the vb we go we go on russia we go on russia we're going to Russia. I went out there. I was out there Were on you Wednesday. At the game? I went out there, yeah. 
You must have been bored shitless after that first half. Uh, well, we got there. We basically got there at half time because the trains just weren't running. Oh, really? Yeah. We got to the station, got to Central, and we're like, okay, sweet. Let's hop on the train. There was already a train that was shocker block. Oh. I'm talking like out of India stuff. You know when you PC people on the roof? Oh, may yeah, as well yeah. have been. <laughs> may, may as well have been people on the roof. And They're I was hanging like, out of the windows. Yeah, and I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing Did that. Did you not get a cab then? Well, that would have cost an arm and a leg. Look, we we're already. But we had did we know? I didn't yeah. know that there wasn't going to be a train for the next twenty minutes. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't yeah. assume. No, that. you expect that the 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 city has the infrastructure capable to handle. You don't assume like that sort of thing, Tom. So we get out there super late, uh, but that was all right because you we saw the three anything. goals, and then we left it. We left at the 80th minute because I was like, "Well, we've qualified. We're here. Lucky we did." Because we get to the train station, same thing. Trains were taking forever. Were they were they Indian trains? Were they packed full of people then, or did you get? No, in they weren't as Indian. They weren't as Indian. But we got down there just before the last one left, and we had to wait another say fifteen minutes. And I was just imagining the line would yeah. have been all the way back to the stadium. Yeah. But I, look, I digress. Congratulations to our boys. I was I was a, I was very cynical when we didn't qualify automatically, and we had to go through this playoff system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- I was like, we're no chance. Well, I mean, look, this is for anyone expecting us to do any better in the World Cup, you don't know. We're just going to be in the pool stages. We're going to get fucking knocked out straight away, but whatever. But We're you want to be at the big You want to be at the big dance, man. You want to you want to be able to fucking you want to be able to have a good time. You want to be able to, you know, do some Russian dance. Well, look, I'm prepared to say now that we're we're top 32, obviously. We're better than, we're better than Italy, clearly. Well, we're way better than Italy, and the Kiwis can't make it. Big threats in the World Cup. So, look, I know we've done a bit, a little bit of Ange bashing. The sweatiest coach in world sport. The sweatiest coach in world sport. Uh, but congratulations to the boys. Uh, enjoy, enjoy, just enjoy a couple of Enjoy VBs Russia. Enjoy some VBs on us. Thanks for coming. Maybe some Stolly. Do you need vodka? No one's expecting anything of you over there. So maybe just let your hair down. Do a bit of clubbing. Do yeah, a bit of loving. Literally expecting nothing. So take the pressure off. But... It's it's no small feat. So congratulations to our to our boys in in gold and green. Yeah, love it. Gold. We can just say gold. They don't often wear green, do they? In the Socceroos. Well, there's a bit of green on there. There is a touch of green, and there's a, and there's a bit of green in VB. That's true. Well, there's right. a lot of green. There's in a VB. lot of green. Shitloads. Uh, and then our light of the week. Now, maybe a lot of people probably don't uh, know the origins of. This situation, Oscar De La Hoya, former uh, champion boxer. He was also the promoter for Golovkin versus Canelo. He was also one of the biggest people anti-McGregor Mayweather fight. The biggest. And when I, like, he was literally, every time he was interviewed from the moment the fight was announced to the moment the fight happened, bashed it. Continually, 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 pissed, moaning, embarrassing for the sport. All over the, all over Twitter, he had this huge super fight in Golovkin versus Alvarez that he could have been promoting, but he chose to instead bash the McGregor Mayweather yes. fight. Now, fast forward to uh, November, and the numbers are in, and the McGregor Mayweather fight made a shitload of money for both fighters and probably everyone involved in the promotion. Uh, he's now called out McGregor. This motherfucker is older than Floyd. 
and he's calling out Connor now. Wants to fight him. Wants to take him on. Wants to do a dance. Oh my god! Have you seen Delahoy? He's fat. He's, he's old. Rant. It's he's, sad. He's wobbly. It's sad. What a l- so. I mean, to be that big of a hypocrite when he'd be he'd be nudging. He'd be forty five. He'd be high forties, maybe fifty. Every bit the cross dressing Mexican boxer. I mean, loves a cross-dress. Loves a cross-dress. We've sure talked about it on past podcasts. You know, I mean, gets not, around in the fishnet stock. Gets around in the fishnets. Loves not that dream. there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. But don't be a hypocrite. Don't come out there and start talking shit. Don't talk shit. Because for that, you're going to get a light. Big old light. Enjoy it. Uh, that's it. Ash start tomorrow. Dick hard. Dick's hard. Dick's hard. Talk to you next week. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>